Bobby Knight is uh, a legendary and controversial college men's basketball coach, a very successful one too. And one, one time he, he said that the key is not the will to win. Everybody has that. It's the will to prepare to win that is important. If you want to win, you must prepare. And this makes a lot of sense, right? There's a, uh, this, this saying applies outside of basketball. I mean, how many of us, we want to maybe get an A in a class, get a 4-0. We want to uh, do great things. But when it comes to doing the work, the preparation, uh, not so much. That's, that's a lot more difficult. We don't always want to put in the time to prepare to win, so to speak. Well, our gospel today calls us to be prepared. Now, to be prepared because at an hour when we do not know, our Lord will return. And once he comes, it will be too late. And so today we must be resolved. uh, We must resolve to be prepared, to be vigilant, to be watchful. Now, someone might object and say, why are you talking about this, the end of the world, when today is the beginning of Advent? Shouldn't you be talking about Christmas? And that's a fair question. You know, the word Advent, it comes from the Latin word adventus, which means arrival. And so this season is a season of preparation for the Advent, the arrival of Christ. St. Bernard of Clairvaux, a 12th century abbot and, and one of the doctors of the church, a doctor of the church is a saint who's teaching the church is elevated to a universal level, saying that this is applicable for all peoples of all time. St. Bernard of Clairvaux said that there are actually three comings of Christ. There's the first coming in Bethlehem as a baby, which we're all familiar with, which we will celebrate on Christmas. There's his second coming at the end of the age when he'll come in power and majesty to judge the living and the dead. But in between those two, there is another coming, a mysterious one. He comes into our hearts and our souls through the power of the sacraments and his grace through a life of prayer. You know, these first two weeks of Advent, the church draws our attention not so much to that first coming in Bethlehem, but to that second coming at the end of the age. And our need to watch, to be prepared for this coming. And perhaps there's no better way to prepare for that than to welcome Christ into our hearts and souls now by living a life immersed in prayer and the sacraments. So with that in mind, let's look at at our gospel where Christ really outlines uh, outlines this for us. You know, he begins by saying, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Noah. What, what, are, what are the days of Noah? What does that mean? Well, the days of Noah are the days of the great flood, where this devastating flood ended civilization and only Noah and his family were saved. And in the days leading up to the flood, everyone but Noah's family essentially ignored the warning, went about their business. They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. 
By the time the rains came roaring down, it was too late. And so Jesus tells us, stay awake. You also must be prepared for an hour you do not know the Son of Man will come. What is going on here? What's the point he's trying to make? Well, Christ is using the days of Noah to teach us, right? Just as Noah readied himself for the great flood by making diligent preparation in obedience to God, so too we ought to diligently prepare our hearts and souls for the advent of the Lord, for the time when we will all go before Christ as our judge. And secondly, Jesus uses the days of Noah as a warning against being spiritually asleep. What do I mean by spiritually asleep? Well, it means putting off the things of God, putting off repentance, conversion, thinking, I'll get to that later, maybe when I'm out of college, maybe when I'm married, maybe when the kids are out of the house and I'm retired and I have more time. We can keep putting God off. We can keep saying, I'll get to it tomorrow. But Christ is warning us tomorrow. Tomorrow isn't always guaranteed. You know, those people who were swept away in the flood in the days of Noah, uh, the Old Testament's very clear. They, they lived wicked lives. But you know, there are lots of people in the Old Testament who lived wicked lives and who did bad things, and they didn't end up like the people in the days of Noah. Think of King David. He's a murderer. He's an adulterer. He didn't end up like the people in the days of Noah. Why? Because he was cognizant of the fact that he had sinned and gravely offended God. Because he didn't put off repenting. He repented in sorrow and tears and sackcloth and ashes and received God's forgiveness. The difference between David and the people in the days of Noah is the people in the days of Noah, they were willfully ignorant. They were willing to procrastinate. They were spiritually asleep. They put God on the back burner and their routine activities of life as the end-all be-all, assuming the world would continue as it always had. And so our Lord uses this episode to warn us, not to scare us, not to terrify us, but to warn us that we need to wake up. That spiritual drowsiness is a danger, right? We can't merely skim the surface of life, going about our routine business, thinking I'll get to the things of God eventually. No, it's as, as St. Paul says in our gospel, now is the time to wake up, to cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So on a spiritual level, what does it mean to be prepared to meet our Lord? What does it mean to be spiritually awake? And I think this, there, there is perhaps no better way to prepare for the coming of Christ, either his first coming, which we'll celebrate at Christmas, or his second coming when he comes again. There's no better way to be prepared than by making a good, honest confession this Advent. You know, when we go to confession, when we confess our sins, by the grace of God, we are awaking from spiritual slumber. By the mercy of Christ, the deeds of darkness are thrown off us, and we are clothed with the armor of light. You know, think of it this way. If an important guest is coming to our home, really, if any guest is coming to our home, 
We're going to want to clean it. Well, to prepare for the arrival of Christ, we need to cleanse our souls. And the best way to do that is through this sacrament of reconciliation. This Advent, let us resolve to be prepared. Let us resolve to allow the Lord to cleanse our soul and welcome him into our hearts anew. In a matter of minutes, we will experience a true advent on this altar. Ordinary bread and wine will be changed into the very body and blood of Christ. As we prepare to celebrate this Eucharist, let's pray that the Lord might help us to make the most of the time we have. May he help us to spiritually wake up and to be truly prepared when he comes again.